For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about Caroline Rose's sophomore album, Loner, which starts out like this. a tricky way to start out this album because the song is called more of the same and it's an entirely different direction caroline rose just came to my attention because we saw her at south by southwest she was on the playlist and i really liked the song that was on the playlist and then listened to more of her stuff and she became one of the artists i was more most excited to see this year and then she ended up being you know, sometimes the the people i'm most excited to see end up being kind of a disappointment and then the ones that are the real standouts are the ones that i hadn't even heard of and in this case she was also one of the one of my favorite artists that we did see she's an yeah, incredible just, live performer yeah, stand up performance yeah but the titling this song more of the same is kind of tricky because her first album came out 4 years ago and it's a very different sound and it's kind of like an americana roots rock record and this is almost kind of r&b influenced pop and it goes in a ton of different directions and it's very eclectic yeah i think the one thing here that it feels at all reaching back is how much these synth sounds are very like a warm organ Mm -hmm. and that to me it's so it's not more of the same sonically but it's very welcoming like Mm -hmm. i just feel like it's this blanket of a song sonically that i just want to curl up inside and that's such a great contrast with the lyrical content which is very striking i mean she's obviously very young and it's it's sort of this kind of quarter life crisis Mm -hmm. kind of song right off the bat of like wait i'm going to these parties uh i'm kind of bored all these everything is just the same and it's i'm she does talk in interviews that it's about the sort of growing up and feeling the loss of magic but that to me what I really like is this as a later verse where she's talking about like her, Oh, this like understanding where your teachers are coming from. And that very much about being in that age where you still feel like a student, but you're also super identifying with your teachers and like, Oh, my dreams of being able to move things with my mind turned out not to pan out just as my teacher's dreams of being a professional writer Mm kind of didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. And that it's that childhood and adulthood smashing together in a really uncomfortable, but insightful way. And speaking of insightful, uh, on the next song we'll play, Cry, she takes some of the sort of stereotypes about women and girls and turns them on their head in an amusing way. Everybody wants you. 
sound where this kind of picks up the tempo and I think the synths become a little more synthetic sounding and a little less organ sounding. I think we hear a little more kind of guitar uh, sound, which was very de-emphasized on the first track. And I like that. I think structurally this song is very pop. And then the bridge is just kind of this bonkers, spooky mm-hmm. pause that then lets kind of comes back and punches you. And it's punching you with just this very tongue-in-cheek but clearly pretty furious kind of take on the situation that she faces as a woman in the music industry yeah i think there's both farfisa organ and straight synths on this record so i think this is more of the synth but it's amazing how rich this sounds with there's not only the synths but the background vocals and then like this i think a synth tambourine or else it's a tambourine yeah the a lot of different percussion sounds going on and then a like a the where you turn the dial and it goes like yeah Um, anyway a lot going on but my point is that it sounds really rich and there's a lot of sonic depth even though i believe she played all the instruments on this record and she worked on it with her producer paul butler but i it's it's all her she's certainly credited as the arranger and the arrangements are really impressive because i feel like it feels so rich the way she layers it in and on the you know on a lot of these songs though i think some songs like oh i'm gonna layer everything before the verses start and i think Mm -hmm. she's really smart about like she gets to the song and then continues to add instrumentation layers as Mm -hmm. she's doing the lyrics as Mm -hmm. well so you don't feel like oh get around to it already the songs Mm -hmm. do not take too long to get going and yet they're they keep adding new sounds and yet it doesn't sound fussy here yeah this whole album is only 39 minutes long it's 11 tracks and It it doesn't yeah it, it, yeah it, it feels like there's a lot of territory being covered yeah and so here it's as i said it's that very she kind of gets to that duality of like how the society wants her to be an object and it's such a quick check just like everybody wants you you're the brass ring mm-hmm. and that just like how much you can imagine someone saying that like a compliment mm-hmm. and it is just so demoralizing yeah and, and but she doesn't she just kind of gets out of the way and just keeps going and yeah that she's like i'm facing this and i'm just powering through and it's re- kind of inspiring yeah and then just when you kind of feel like you are getting into the tone of the album there's a tonal shift on the third track which is called money and we'll play that next from serious matters but here she just lets herself go crazy and silly and it's a song that's just so over the top that in lesser hands i feel like it would fall apart under its own centrifugal force it would just explode because it's just so manic and yet it works when it shouldn't that it's the chorus is this crazy screeching and it's just that's kind of low 
don't know if it's a super low tuned guitar or bass, but this kind of no 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 spaghetti what? western. Yeah, bass. it's yeah, it's this amazing these two sounds just anchoring it, and she's just wailing kind of unhinged. The entire thing is so ridiculous, and this is one of the videos for the album. Go check it out; it's hilarious, and it is. But it's at the same time like this tongue in cheek of like, well, yeah, capitalism's kind of messed up, and everyone having to fight or hand over our fist just. Yeah, I feel like a lot paid. of these songs are about are sort of tackling serious topics in a way that's tongue in cheek and amusing and fun, and that's one of the things that I really like about it. This song is so catchy and so funny and interesting and yeah well it has that amazing bridge where it's it's like it's so high energy and this crazy sounds and then the bridge is just kind of her gasping and moaning yeah yeah before then unloading into just this apocalypse of blooping synths it's just yeah yeah the, <laughs> i i, I it's it's so simple and yet there's so much to it and it's so much and we go from that to a sort of serious song that's also very tongue in cheek that's called Jeannie Becomes a Mom. has said in interviews that this song is partly inspired by a friend of hers who got pregnant and then just kind of generally an amalgamation of other stories and her own imagination. And what I really like about it is that it's unclear who is living in color and watching like missing out on the rest of the world because I think she puts this song together in a really clever way in that it's kind of dismissive and that her friend is going to move to Topeka and have big hair and presumably they're all living in New York City or something. But she's going to go out to the suburbs and have a baby and find a daddy figure and all that. But then there's kind of a more favorable description of that later. And it's sort of like, is she living in color while her friend kind of misses out on the rest of the world or is her friend the one who's living in color and she is watching time go by and there uh, yeah that ambiguity and i think in a way i would take it as kind of both i mean yeah that anything you do you have to give up something else right. and it's that same i think really thematically consistent with more of the same that oh i'm now at an age where not everything is possible mm -hmm. and you, you make choices and every choice no matter how good or bad that is, is going to foreclose other possibilities. Mm -hmm. And that entire notion of just like, yeah, I'm at that age where, you know, kind of coming to grips with your own mortality, coming to grips with 
finite time and it's you know it's heavy 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 stuff Mm -hmm. and i think even sonically like it's not a super upbeat kind of tune even though i think it has that same super warm organ sound Mm -hmm. but then it has a kind of sense of humor to it even as it's getting into this heavy heavy material and it's just her gift as a songwriter at this you know, I, I, I don't know ex- exactly how old she is, but she, I think she's like late 20s. You see her on stage though. And she just has that, like that youthful take. And yet just like, well, clearly you've, you've lived enough to figure some stuff out and are a talented enough musician to put it on to your record. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she touches on similar notions of kind of sacrifice and what's, you know, what do you really want for your life in this really sad next song? It's called getting to me. Waitress sets the tables Two and four and six Laying placemats Knife, fork, spoon upon napkin All the counter people She knows us all by name A counter people fishing I would call it the title track. The album is called Loner and this song is all about being alone. And I like the fact that it really highlights her voice here. She has such a kind of unusual, like almost raspy voice that's tough to categorize. It's also very warm and she does a lot of interesting things with it. And she's all you can tell that often she's kind of pushing the edge of her abilities, but it doesn't sound it just makes it sound more genuine. Yeah, but here yeah she's pushing for that prettiness and i think it's very appropriate for the both the subject matter and the music the instrumentation Mm -hmm. where she's using these pizzicato strings and it feels you know almost very classical vibe compared Mm -hmm. to the rest of the album and that it's this very kind of spare and pretty instrumentation and she's able to push her voice into that very kind of pretty zone and it's very heartfelt about that kind of I'm single and it's kind of, I'm, it's getting to me mm-hmm. and yet it doesn't feel self-indulgent. There's a cleverness to it. This sort of vivid, but very efficiently drawn portrait of the restaurant and just like, Hey, it's this world that's made for people who are in couples. I, lo- I love the imagery of the waitress setting the tables for two and four and six. And that's just a very efficient way yeah. to conjure up that idea. And then the, just the quick contrast with the counter people, uh-huh. which is, she is one of those and uh-huh. they're the same everywhere. And just like, Oh, those single people are all the same. Uh-huh. And, and I do like though that the song does get a little bit into her, 
I think she's looking at these couples and she's kind of jealous of them, but she, there's also a certain sameness to them. Just mm-hmm. like, Oh, they're all just kind of happy. They're all happy the same way. And at least the unhappy people are all differently unhappy. I think the, what I love most about this album is it really highlights the idea that we all contain multitudes and there's so many different ways of looking at the same situation. And I think she expresses that well in this sequence of songs. In particular, in this song, contrasted with the next song we'll play, which is called Soul Number Five, which is a very different way of looking at being single. wonderful to do after getting to me which is this kind of down and mopey and then here she's just back I don't, with vengeance. I don't think it's mopey but okay well it's, it's just kind so of like it's kind it's of sad, sad. Yeah. it's sad it's like it's contemplative and here there's anything but contemplative she's <laughs> out on the street gonna strutting her stuff in just ridiculous ways I love that she's gets out there and she's like yeah I'm riding my bike how you yeah, doing yeah and I beg of you look up the video for this song because it's hilarious and it's just so charming and it also goes to you know it's tough this is you know visuals make for great radio but I think it's worth mentioning that she has a really consistent visual style for this album and I always appreciate like a uh wholeness of vision and you know she's always wearing red she's often in this weird red tracksuit she's wearing like red crocs in the video so stylish and even in her stage show at south by she like ha- took time to like decorate up the stage you know like at south by the at south yeah. by southwest the, the very little time yeah to... very little time to prepare but she was putting up like her little red chili pepper well, strands and, they had and po- everything posters and... up yeah and then it was the different singles she has like a, each single has its own cover yeah and they're all her in the tracksuit doing different stuff so it's very consistent and i think that feeds into just the live show is amazing because i think she's able to capture a lot of that visual flair that you see in the covers and in the videos in the stage show and she's touring yeah and she will be playing at the rickshaw stop on june 15th and you should definitely get tickets i don't think it's sold out i don't think so either but (laughs) yeah she's amazing we will be there anyway sorry so this is my favorite song on the record so far my favorite song this year period it's just so fun and energetic and it just has such a great attitude yeah well i i am really embracing because i feel like this is such a great contrast where i feel like cry early on the album is very much about like your role is to be an object Mm -hmm. and your role you shouldn't be ambitious and this is very much about her like no to the extent that I'm a sexual being this is who I am and I'm this kind of wacky woman with crazy hair and a tracksuit just kind of riding a bike around and being a goofball crazy hair well it's very normal I I feel like the 
Okay. On, anyway, on go on, stage, go on. it's a little, it's a little unruly though. I okay. feel like it's not like a polished presentation. It's very okay. much like kind of sporty. Yeah. And it's claiming, I think, that sexuality without being constrained by someone else's notions of it. Mm-hmm. And it's very. Yeah, it's like a positive message. I also love the presumably intentional reference to Mambo Number Five, which is about just some asshole being a womanizer and like moving from girl to girl. And this is flipping it up and just yeah, Yeah, she's moving from girl to girl. (laughs) Bang bang, and away she goes. Yeah, it's so joyful and it's just got so much energy. And I love the organ and I love the the instrumentation. Like the arrangement is really interesting. It's a really catchy. It's just a really catchy hook, but the instrument, the instrumentation has a lot of depth. And I've sat and listened to it many times on headphones, and you pick, I pick up more yeah. every time. And there's, yeah, the nice production here. I think it's mostly not very showy, but on a few of these tracks, she definitely makes use of the stereo separation, where the organ line kind of moves back and mm. forth. I think this song is maybe the most dramatic case of that. But I like that it's it's not so showy that it took several listens. Mm. But, and I think listening on one ear where I'm like, wait, half the notes are missing. Oh, because she's crazy using the stereo. Yeah. But it's very appropriate for the playfulness of the track. And I think that that sort of very playful and tongue-in-cheek take on feminism. I think and that, how women are treated in the music industry. Yeah. Or the entertainment industry, yeah. anyway. Yeah, it carries into this next track that we'll talk about. It's called Bikini. Put on this little bikini and dance. an almost punk surf rock song that it has such a great attitude and it reminds me of money and that it kind of comes off a little bit unhinged and I've talked about how I really like the diversity of sounds on this record and you go from sounds like this songs like bikini and money that are just kind of crazy and fast and unhinged to songs like genie becomes a mom and to die today which we didn't play but is more kind of slow and contemplative it's just a real it runs the gamut and i love her range of styles here yeah i think the first song i heard off this album was money mm-hmm. and i i think you're right the bikini is in this kind of like om- like almost a novelty just because it's so silly mm-hmm. except if the entire album were like that it would be kind of insufferable but to have these sort of touch points where she's confronts kind of the absurdity of modern life with this just kind of manic energy of like okay i'm gonna just try and play by the rules be it money or just hyper sexualized female sub celebrities and she's like okay i'm playing by the rules i'm dancing as fast as i can (laughs) yeah and it's 
if you on first listen, you're like, oh, this is so kind of fun. And then you kind of sense that the desperation underlying it Mm -hmm. and that she's able to convey that with a smile Mm -hmm. is really remarkable. And I think it's just uh, this entire album just leapt into like one of the ones I've been really happiest to listen to for this uh, podcast in recent like in the last year i think it's the contrast of dealing with subjects that she is taking seriously as subject matter but without taking herself too seriously and and that is refreshing yeah and i think musically it's very very accessible like Mm -hmm. all of these songs are just super listenable uh except i think there's like one kind of just super weird song we didn't play where it's just like okay she's she's fooling around but but i mean for example our the show that leads into ours on bff.fm on thursday mornings roll over easy they were talking about they were asking about good songs to play to pick you up in the morning because they start at 7 30 in the morning and i had them play soul number five and everybody loved it because it's just even without hearing anything else from her it's so catchy yeah and fun. it's so catchy and yet at the same time i think of like a song like uh, to die today is really dark which mm-hmm. should be too dark i think to talk about uh, getting to me is really kind of contemplative and you you can almost imagine that being like a, a breakup song and just, or it's and, about loneliness and the song that we'll go out on is called animal and it's also very dark and it's about breaking up with someone and then just not being able to stop obsessing over the idea of them being with another person and how yeah. all-consuming it is yeah there's and yeah that there's so much light and so much darkness and mm-hmm. so much reality mm-hmm. and that i think it does capture that perspective of someone who's in her 20s and just kind of coming into the a number of adult realizations all at once and handling it through art mm-hmm. and that it yeah that it's so super accessible and yet you know every listen i kept thinking like oh i'm gonna kind of run out of reasons to want to listen again and this was had the such amazing replay value as a record yeah i think One of the things we often say is that by the time we actually go to record the show, I've listened to the record so many times that like I never want to hear it again because I've been trying to really get a sense of it enough to talk about it. But this is one where I could just keep listening to it. I'm I'm not tired of it. It's Yeah. And so I think that to be that sort of enjoyable and yet have the depth that it's yeah musically super accessible and yet there are these layers and the way she's able to layer the sounds in a way that's not fussy that's not showy but gives you that depth that rewards repeated visits to this and sonic also, landscape and also fantastic. just having the vision to play all the instruments herself and do all the arrangements and as i said paul butler is credited as our co-producer but she is clearly in control of her sound and this is you know articulating her personal vision in a way that i think is impressive Especially for somebody where this is only her second record and she's in her 20s. Yeah. And so if these, these artists who just immediately leap to the, I, just, I can't wait to see what she does next. I can't wait to see her again live. Just a, a gift to 2018 for sure. Yeah. So again, she's playing at the rickshaw stop on June 15th. It's a Friday night. We will be there. I, it's not sold out. And she might be coming to your town today. if you're not in San Francisco. Yeah. So go If you're not in San Francisco, we, we don't care about you. Hey. <laughs> so we'll go out on this last track. It's called Animal. You've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Caroline Rose's second record, Loner. Thanks for listening. He puts his hand inside of hers. He turns her over slowly, taking in the scent of her hair as her breath rests upon his neck, feeling the 
I feel it. 